Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap a recent tournament at Poppy Hills and unpack the KPMG. We want to apologize ahead of time for our sound quality of this week's episode, as we're constantly learning how to produce episodes in different ways. This episode has a hint of an echo at times, so please bear with us. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, special episode 69. Yeah. Oh. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Today, we got a special guest today, probably the best friend of the pod, Michael Chase Sandrini, Fresno's finest. Welcome. Happy to have you here. Uh, today, we got, we're going to do a little bit of game talk. We're going to touch on the, uh, some PGA, LPGA. I don't even know if we'll have to touch, touch on the live tour talk. Um, and then we're going to get on some course reviews if we have time at the end here. We've been putting these off for a while, so excited to get into that. Uh, but yeah, welcome, Mikey. Thank you. Thank you. Glad glad to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> and 69, nice. Dude, yeah, you picked a great one to join. I mean, Long time, time, first the time. stars aligned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, fellas, I, I, I filled my tank up with gas today and... Lo and behold, the total came out to $69. <laughs> it was meant to be. Um, yeah, so we had uh, a fun weekend down in, in Monterey, the greater Monterey area. We played in, th- this is our, my second NCGA event. The first one was with you, Mooney, but it was a, another WNT weekend net tour event with Mikey. And this one was two-man best ball, or they call it four ball, which is very confusing. But like I get it for the foursome four ball, but you're speaking from a team perspective. But anyway, each player plays their ball and the lowest score, you just entering your lowest scores and then they um, the handicap ad- adjusts for itself depending on your handicap. So uh, we played with two 20 handicappers and Phil and I, Ron. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil and Ron. It was fun playing with those guys. Mikey and I uh, are a nine and eleven respectively. And Poppy was in great shape when we went out there. It was playing really difficult. But um, yeah, the place was beautiful, man. It had some fog in the morning. It was really still the prevalent. We teed off at 8:40. Then it started clearing out pretty nicely, though. The guy, I think the starter even said 7:30. You guys would have had a real problem. Yeah. So glad to get a little bit, uh, kind of that mid-morning thing. But yeah, I, I hadn't played it since they flipped the nines back to the original and redid everything. So it was good to be back there after about three years. Mooney, I told. Remember when we played there last time when we got decimated by? Uh, oh the, gosh, the, the pounding, yeah, the pounding at Poppy. And, and I yeah. told you that it was. It started off different. Yeah. So um, it's they definitely switched the nines uh, since then. They have. Hey, so were the twenty handicappers? Were they legit twenty handicappers, or were they just old dude sandbagging that shit out there? That's funny because they had the honors on the first tee, and <laughs> I think it was <laughs> the first guy immediately just hit one right into the into the shit and it was gone and so you're like all right second guy comes up and he hooks one into the trees so you're like all right what do we do here guy hits his second tee shot again right into the shit so you're just like yeah that's that's a 20 yeah we knew we knew right away one of the guys was a true 20 for sure yeah one guy put it together pretty well actually i mean he birdied 17 no, he had a birdie on there. No, net birdie, but played pretty well. They hit some pretty good shots. That's called a par, overall, Mikey. Yeah. They, no, net, these guys yeah. were stroking twice on some holes, dude. They're like, stroking uh, stro- yeah. There was one hole where the guy who went OB on the first tee, 
he got a, a legit birdie on the back nine and he netted a zero. Oh shit. There was tons of net zeros out there. Yeah, I'm not talking about bunch, internet. But to be fair, they also you see their scorecards. There was they capped you at nine. Yeah. And there were some nines, there were some eights, and uh yeah, it was uh it was a war of attrition for some of those guys. I think one guy I saw a score, uh he shot like a 112. And the other guy actually ended up shooting like a 96 or seven, which is well, probably not an easy course okay. too. So uh, you're playing tournament golf where you're not hitting any gimmies and any, any breaks. And all of a sudden uh, you can find yourself posting some very huge scores out there. So yeah. uh, kudos to them. That, that's a, uh, that's a tough track to be at as a 20 handicapper. I talked to them a little bit before and they actually had played a, in a bunch of these. Uh, it's their third of the year alone so he's they're pretty real familiar with it they were from the south bay uh so they're pretty familiar with the ncga net circuit it seems like i didn't really look them up afterwards but yeah it seems like they played in a few mooney i saw the guys we played with last time uh at silverado at silverado i saw those guys out there and uh, my dumb ass was like hey we played with you guys last time and they probably played a bunch of events and there's like okay there's a random dude there but yeah i, I saw those guys out there um, but yeah, the, the one guy was definitely a 20 handicapper. They, they maxed out a total of probably what Mikey, would you say eight times with the nines? Oh yeah. There was a, uh, maybe not that high. I mean, you're not too far off those. It it's like, a, I'm off by a couple at the most. Yeah. Yeah. They had some, they had some issues between the two of them for sure. I mean, whole 10 was a whole, just a complete disaster. disaster. There's uh, it's a, par five it's old number one that i used, yeah. used to and they couldn't get out of the front left sand trap that's you know <laughs> right next to the tee box after like six strokes so that was that was fun they were laying six 280 yards from the flag uh because they took four or five shots in the sand i'll give you credit the they never quit on that hole no, even, they didn't. even when they were maxing they they kept grinding they they were they were there that's to play. tough um Poppy's, yeah, Poppy's brutal. It's a tough course. Um, it's tough. And because of that, I mean, we can get in at the end of the round where we got popped with a little pace of play warning. Yeah, I wanted to bring the that tournament up. director. Oh, and, they uh, fucking clocked you, boys, huh? They clocked it. We were 12 minutes over. And, you know, Randy and I, I didn't lose a ball all day. Randy didn't lose I, a ball all day. We were keeping it in front of us. Uh, but, yeah, you have to wait on just like 10 was a good example. And a couple other holes, you're just like, well, he wanted oh, so to penalize you're, us. You're blaming it on. You're already blaming it on other groups. No, well, we're playing oh, on the on, on the twenty partners. handicappers in our group. Dude, we couldn't find the people in front of us. <laughs> we couldn't find the people in front of us or behind us all day. Like early, we were keeping up with the guys in front of us, and the guys behind us. I mean, we saw what they were doing on one tee or in the one green. I don't know if you remember that, Randy. About yeah. three balls came over to the two tee box. Yes. So we never saw them the rest of the day either. No one pushed us, and we weren't pushing anybody. Yeah, but, and we even we even saw uh, one of the officials out there were like, "Hey, how are we doing on time?" It was like on hole fourteen, and they're like, yep. "Oh, you guys are fine. You guys are fine." And so I was like, "What changed in the last five holes?" And or yeah, that holes? guy was I don't know. He was being a little weird about it, kind of at the end there. Then you know he was a friendly guy, but he said, "I don't want to penalize you, but what's going on?" So he's looking for information. He just uh, didn't say it the right way to us. I don't think he was talking to the wrong hmm. two guys. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's what I told him too. I was like, I mean, not not to be a, a jerk or anything, but like. We got paired with two twenty handicaps. These guys look at the scorecards. That's what tells you what happened. You think that you think that it's it's me slowing down, taking a shot versus a a fellow who has to take four shots to get out of a bunker? I don't think so. 
It sounds like he was a 20 handicap marshal. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. <laughs> He's a Amateur young kid. Hour. He's a young kid, and they're probably telling him to, like, you know, enforce the rules and stuff. And you See, that's totally different than what I I pictured an old white-haired mustache man that was telling you guys you're on the clock. Oh, a no, young no. kid. That's probably why young we didn't penalize is because it was yeah, a young a kid. Also noticed a lot of sunscreen he didn't have completely rubbed in, so he's really white facing it, which is interesting. He was probably just waiting to get off the course to the gang of dates that he had set up. No, 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 for sure, <laughs> not this fella. Yeah, he also wanted to be. I told him I'm coming up this weekend. I might sneak back out here, and he wanted to be my fourth. So that was that was a fun talk too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You would doesn't even have a name tag. Um, but overall, Mike, it was a fun, it was a really fun day. We got to play the hay in, in Pacific Grove the day before. Um, the hay is the hay. Really fun, short. The new restaurant there is pretty dope. Play some yeah, Pacific that was, Grove. That was my first time at the hay. It was awesome, man. What a what a cash grab that place is for the Pebble Beach area, like they needed it. But restaurant was amazing. We got there. The putting arena is super elaborate, very cool. Um, you can get around that place and shoot a half hour if you really wanted to i think we're 45 minutes or something like that Mm -hmm. uh but really cool uh i i thoroughly enjoyed it um i think we both played pretty well there then yeah went on to pacific grove yeah and so i i wanted to bring up pacific grove because i watched i watched some serious grinding go on by my boy here and uh mikey's putting work all all week and we get to pacific grove and you can he's battling some shit and I only bring this up because we woke up not in the best of conditions Sunday morning and uh, went out there to the range and to see you grind it out and fix your fix, you know, whatever was going on and go out there and play really well was uh, was incredible. That that was like a huge transformation. It was like you went into a telephone booth and came out a completely different person. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. Had some demons at PG, and that's one of my happy (laughs) places. I love that place. It's just like the people's golf course, right? Yeah. Went out there, and I just couldn't find the find the club face. I mean, couldn't hit anything off a tee box outside of a par three, and then even iron shots were dead left. So I I knew I wasn't far off. So it was yeah. (laughs) I was talking Ray. I'm like, I'm not nervous, and he said he wasn't, but he probably was a little bit. I I, I wasn't. I wasn't nervous. I knew that you. I I knew you'd figure it out. We just need to get a range session, and we hadn't gone to the range like you said. Before. Yeah, everyone, everyone's been there where you're grinding, can't find it. All, all you need is a couple good shots. Uh, yeah, to, I was to wean the whole thing back in. Was going through some I, again. I got a lesson from my my guy Jim Perez here in Fresno on Tuesday. I've been piecing together some rounds, but not playing well. I uh, had a match Wednesday. Played you know practice Thursday. Took Friday off. Saturday, you know, just trying to grind it out. Do it. Uh, we went and had a unplugged, had a had a great dinner, had a few drinks, maybe one too many, which is still fine. We woke up a little, little ragged in the morning, but we were <laughs> determined to get there and get to the range. Play. The first place I went, and yeah, went went to the range, and yeah, really really felt comfortable over everything there. So big big transformation from one day to the next. We can get into. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, should we get into just the tournament now? How we played on tournament? Yeah, let's do it. So from really, really battling out there at, uh, at Pacific Grove, I was just going through the scorecard earlier today, and um, you scored for us four of nine times in the front. And that is with, let's see, you parred both, you parred both par threes for us, and then you parred uh, 
number three and number nine, which are par four and par fives respectively, which kept us in it. Like, cause on the, on the, on two of the dots you got for us, I double boogied. That's, that's good. That's good. Best ball golf right there. That's, that's, yeah, we, that's what it's all about. We kind of, we were talking about the, you know, single set of footprints you see and yeah. <laughs> through the sand. And uh, there was definitely, definitely no footprints. I don't think on seven, which was our really big blemish of the day. Yes. Yes, that one that was that one hurt. I look back at that, and that one hurt. And you bounced back after seven and made it just a fantastic birdie on eight on a tight driving hole, and took on everything and hit an excellent shot in. And that kind of sparked us back. We had, you know, that sparked us through nine and kind of threw it. But yeah, I mean, we we didn't let anything up on that front. I was really proud of that. We both kind of picked each other up really well. The back was a little different. I didn't play as well on the back, mm-hmm. uh, but I know that front man. There was even on the back. There was no quit there's a lot of grind in all of us to try to yeah. get to it like you get a bunch of pars on the back i had a bunch of bogeys mainly um getting a few dots back there helps mm-hmm. yeah definitely and uh yeah that the whole eight where i, I birdied i got i still got a skin on that i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe after, right. after 100 golfers out there to get a skin check your blue golf account i don't know what they're going to credit you <laughs> well you got to think everybody paid 20 bucks right and uh 20 bucks to the pot for the skin hundred golfers that's two grand divided by 18 so it's probably like a hundred and some change right something like that all right if they're not taking anything for themselves but they take a rake off that yeah 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 pretty much pretty much breaking even out there um the back nine so no birdies for us in the back nine but we played we we actually reeled it in there's nothing i got a lot of pars in the back i had four four bogeys and five pars and a lot of those bo- a lot of those bogeys were three foot putts <laughs> that i should have been making um and a lot of those pars are three foot putts that i should have been making especially on 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 18 i was about four feet from the flag and i missed that one for a birdie after hitting it into that into the bunker on the left hand side that's right right off the tee um yeah, there yeah. was some there was some heartbreak on the back a little bit. I so mean, eighteen. I feel still like we didn't steal five, that, right? Yeah, eighteen still par five. Yeah, it's still it's not a super long par five. It's but, what it used uh, to be nine, correct? So it's correct. It's, yeah. All right, Dude, Mikey. It's a much got, better finishing hole now because it brings you back to the clubhouse in front of the restaurant right there. Unlike the old one, the where old it brings one you kind you. of it's it's hidden. There's a ravine there that runs across it, and no one sees it. Like it's kind of cool, you know people finishing their rounds and if it's tournaments they have out there which they have a yeah ton of, yeah you, like, see, yeah you know these guys do something and yeah i mean whole that holds a bit of a roller coaster for me i remember hitting a dude best kind of a wayward tee shot bad punch out and then a three would i end up hitting the green from god like 250 yeah that's uh, the back just played, the back right? side yeah i three jacked for i i, I had an eagle putt and then i three jacked it and got par out there right? <laughs> uh <laughs> So Mikey, he hit, yeah, like Mikey was saying, he hit just left of the fairway and he had the trees overhanging. So he couldn't go straight at straight at the uh at the at the green. So he was trying to shape one around around the trees. And so he caught the tree on the second one and it went about like 30 yards, we'll say. And so Mikey gets Fair. out his uh he gets out his three wood. And I'm not kidding you, dude. So he hits he absolutely crushes his three wood and to the right of the green is a, a ravine 
and this tall tree that sticks up. So he went right of the immediate trees in front of him all the way towards that, that other tree and curved it around that tree onto the green from like 250 yards out. Oh, yeah. There was, was a lot of, a lot of anger in that swing. And I, I, I know I can, I know I can draw that club pretty hard. I know oh, it goes man. when it goes. So it was, yeah, he's like, I think it's on. I'm like, nah, no way. It's just somewhere down there. And we're driving up. It's like, it's, we're watching the other two guys. We're like, no way it's them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Happened to do that. And then, yeah, proceeded to three putt from there though, because where I was in relation to the front yeah, left whole location, I was back. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's a huge footer. green. Yeah, totally. But that was, that was, I was, honestly, that was my favorite shot of the day. Um, So yeah, we finished, we finished with a net 67. So we were five under as a, as a team net. And we finished uh, out of, out of 48 teams, we finished tied for uh, tied for 16. Nice. We're at, we're as high as tied for 10. 10. Boy. But dude, some of these guys at one point, there was a team that was 13 under and well, there was some asked, numbers out there. Somebody shot a 60 or like 61. That's some, they're, they're probably playing well and it's best ball. So you expect a good score, but that's some, it's that. that's some I did check their handicap going they're, on with their handicaps too. I checked their handicaps actually. They're both like sixes or something like that, six or sevens. So and they're playing from the whites too. So we played from True. the whites, Mooney. That was one other thing. Everybody played from the whites, just like we did. Which changes that goal so course a, a six, lot. You're, they make a six play from the whites. Yep. That's stupid. They, but, they, like, why have different sets of tees and have recommended for the sets of tees your handicap and where you should tee off from if you don't make in a tournament? The people that are really good play off the, you know, if you're, if you're a single digit, you know, low single digit, if you're under a seven and you're playing a tournament, you should be playing the blacks or whatever, you know, blues, or at least like some sort of combo tee. Yeah, it yeah. does. It changes. That course changes the closer up you get. It's just, it's very, it's unique because you're not used to hitting some of those shots and it makes some of your decisions off the tee you have to actually think about instead of just, you know, pounding driver and still being fine. Like I hit some irons, I hit some three woods, I hit some drivers. Randy is hitting his driver fantastically. So he's taking driver over everything. I think you, what'd you say? You hit like 13 fairways or something like that. Yeah. I ended up hitting uh, out of, uh, I hit a, let's see, 11 of 13 fairways. Yeah. So he was taking on all kinds of stuff. I wasn't as confident with my driver. I was hitting it pretty well, just not you can get if you hit it on the wrong line out there you're in the trees or something like that because a lot of things curve so i happened to just put some on some bad lines and so i wasn't 100 confident all day but yeah randy hit it extremely well so if you're from the blues though the trees don't come into play you're actually able to just swing away and the trouble is really not there you're just hitting a little longer shots in which to be fair i mean randy your average shot in was probably around 120 yards Yeah, I would say definitely. I had a lot of uh, wedges in, which makes it easy to score out there. (laughs) Makes it easy to score. Those greens are those greens are equalizers because they are they're not the most the easiest greens, and they were running quicker than they looked for sure. Yeah, and they're firm, man. You can't get anything to hold out there. You can never get anything to hold it out of Poppy. I uh, I completely agree. Hitting if if we were hitting from the blues, um, it says here that uh, handicap three through nine on the back of the scorecard here would hit from the blues, which technically would be myself. And why even have that recommendation if you play a tournament out there and you got sixes and fives? I think they adjust the handicaps based on that. 
I think they adjust it still. Okay. Um, Shout out to the people that adjust that then. <laughs> they also awesome. removed the poppy tea system. I noticed. So it's not like four poppy, three poppy, two poppy anymore. Now it's, it's just offensive, straight. bro. It's offensive to people that are hooked on drugs. Uh, <laughs> that are hooked on heroin and shit. It's, it's funny though, because I think it still reads that way in the cards. It's a, but they, there were definitive white tea markers out there. It's a trigger, trigger word thing. for some. Yes. Randy, last time you were there, did they have the poppy system in place? No, the, but okay. the time before that they did. So I thought maybe that day they were having a tournament or something and that's why they had it. But like, even on the scorecard, like it just had, it doesn't have the poppies on it anymore. And then it just says tournament blue, white, orange. So, uh, yeah, which I thought was, you know, the course from the whites is 5,800 yards. That's right. That's not very long at all. No, it's not, not. long, but challenging nonetheless yeah whoever's listening and played it you got got dense ocean air the ball doesn't fly as far out there as much a lot of trees so um i don't know i still think you have a really big advantage if you're a a, like five or six handicap and you're playing off the whites even if they adjust your handicap totally you know yeah they do they said they were taking 80 percent of everybody's i don't know how that works what does that that even mean I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the tournaments. Look, look we didn't read into it enough. We went to Fresno this State, all three of us. We don't know what that means. Com- yeah. That's some state that school just educated. Sounds, that sounds like just some <laughs> generic term thrown out there, you know? Oh, yeah, we're just doing, you know, we're taking 80% of everyone's. <laughs> and then people like myself there, I would just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds, it sounds good. And, and then, you know, five days later, you're thinking about it, and you're like, damn, we got stiffed on that one. Uh, well, if when you take percentages, it actually always hurts the the higher guys, right? Because you're taking more strokes. Eighty percent of a higher number is always going to be more, so it's uh it's always going to hurt the higher guys and give the lower guys the advantage. And then you move the tee boxes up. But I'm not complaining about it. I had a great time. It was a good welcome into competitive golf. I haven't done that. You know, I played in some club tournaments around mm-hmm. uh, Fresno and Sunnyside and Fig Garden, but never like. Hey, these matter. You got to put everything, put everything down. So that was a cool challenge to have. I mean, I was very proud to play one ball all day doing that because mm-hmm. you get in some bad spots and I was never really stymied. I was in some bad spots, but never stymied uh, that. And I, I didn't blow any, you know, tap-ins by, which was, yeah. which was nice. What do you, what did you find the most challenging about uh, tournament play? Uh, honestly, it was just kind of the nerves early and, the grind, you kind of grind over those a little bit more. If you're with your buddies, you're having a couple more beers and you're just kind of relaxed swinging. For me personally, I just, I play for the fun of the game. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're able to kind of be more free swinging. I felt very confident over a lot of shots, which was great, but it just the fact knowing like, all right, I don't want to let you down. I want to be in and I want to give you a run at this thing, right? I need to give myself a look. So you have a, cause I know you're going to have a look so you can have a little bit of stress off you. So I didn't want to stress you out. So that stresses me out a little bit in turn because mm-hmm. you don't want to let your partner down. If it was individual. Yeah. You probably wouldn't care, but again, right. I, I, I enjoyed the best ball format. We got to pick each other up on several holes and do all that several. stuff. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was the hardest, the uh, most grinding part about it was just, yeah, the, you don't want to let your guy down. Right. Right. Mooney goes, same goes for you. We've, we've both played in one of these. What did you find most challenging about tournament play when we did it last year? Uh, yeah, dude, it's definitely, it's the same. It's uh, I mean, it's like playing, you know, 
any sort of competitive game with your, your boys, if you're going team, you, you don't want to let your teammate down. Um, and I think anyone that's played any sort of team sport can, you know, empathize or feel that, that, uh, that sentiment, but yeah, I think it's that. And then, uh, that's that's really it right i mean but that's like everyday golf too for me like i get nervous just playing with some random ass dude i'm like shit i don't want this guy to think i'm a slouch and you know yeah you start making a million thoughts up over over trying to hit a, a golf ball so um i think it's just a little bit more magnified in the team in the in the, in the, the tournament sense yeah i totally yeah. agree it, everything is magnified i also um i played in a in a uh I played Presidio for the men's championship they had out here and made a complete buffoon of myself. But the one thing that I kept thinking was like, I'm all alone out here. Like there's, there's no one going to bail me out. And so I, I really do like the fact that we did the the scramble, which means essentially like there's someone literally there to bail you out on the same shot, yeah. move to a best ball where, okay, you can't bail me out on every shot, but you can bail me out on the hole. So it's like kind of like baby steps to like possibly playing, you know, in an individual tournament. Again, I wonder what it's like, cause you just feel there's no gimmies. You, there's, if you pick up, it's a nine. That's not, it's not like a, Oh, I'll take my double. Wreck everything. Yeah. Exactly. yeah dude, the individual tournament is tough. Um, I, I, I came down with a strong case of the shanks in the last individual tournament I played. So I had to sit out there. I felt bad for the people that I was playing with that were trying to post good scores and had to watch me play the balls all over the back nine. But, um, yeah, I never felt so alone in my life uh, out there just blading balls all over the place <laughs> and, and still finish this tournament in dead last. <laughs> It's a good experience, though, Moody. It's a character builder on your part. Way to way to finish. It totally is. Um, and just getting experience doing it, I think, is the the main thing. Uh, both of you guys, I guess. One one more question: What tips would you give someone playing in their first tournament? Just get out there and do it. Uh, sign up. Get out there. Put yourself out there. I mean, you guys have both. You guys have said really good. You know experiences of what you've had i mean mooney you're out there by yourself you're blading balls but you got out there you tried it you got your beak wet beak wet did it randy you've done a couple all pretty much all the formats now that you can do um just do it go out there relax have fun i mean i was i was out there with one of my best buds and so that that helps a lot you know we, we were able to have a great night before we made a weekend out of it so very relaxed um anybody wanting to do it just just sign up try it uh don't we didn't go in there with a the mindset. We're going to win this thing. We had kind no. of a number in mind. You know, if we figured if we can stay kind of gross around par, we'll be pretty good and not in DFL. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we accomplished that goal. We had a couple, couple hiccups there here and there, but yeah, just get out there and do it. It's, it'll get the nerves out. It'll set you up to do it further. I can't wait to do the next one. Um, whatever it may be. I'm already, already on the website on Monday, actually just seeing what's out there for the rest of the year. So, uh, great time it's a good experience you meet some cool people we were lucky we had a good group uh the guys yeah they were 20s but they were super nice guys and we yeah they're great better time playing golf with these keep guys them, keep them clean dog they look like tens keep them clean what about you money what tip would you give someone playing in their first tournament um i would i would say probably just try to relax yourself and 
visualize, you know, you're playing with your boys and in a, not a tournament setting. Um, and if you can kind of get to that, then I, th I would, I would think you'd be fine. Try to, you know, enjoy your, your, at the end of the day, you're playing a tournament, but you're still doing something that you think is a fun activity. Uh, right. You're out there to have fun. Exactly. Um, what else I got here? Uh, you guys can jump in anytime. Uh, what do you think your shot of the, of the day was Mikey? I, I mean, I might've given it away, but. That three wood was pretty good. Um, on 18, but honestly, I think, uh, one of the better shots of the day was, oh man, a part three on the front. I don't know if it was seven or something like, no, not what definitely. No, it, it was six. It was six. six. So it was definitely six. Um, there's a bunch of wind blowing and we weren't sure what club it was, uh, ended up clubbing up and hitting about hole high, just right of it. And, uh, you were kind of in between it, didn't hit a great one, hit it in the trap. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought that was, I kind of stepped up. I wasn't very comfortable with that shot. Mm -hmm. So I think a uh, whole six that, uh, that seven iron into the green to set up for an easy par really, which was stress-free. And then, yeah, again, that, that three wood on 18 was pretty divine. That was awesome. Yourself? Uh, I, I, I think the, the approach, just how I played eight was probably my favorite. Um, the approach on eight, particularly because I told you how the left, the left side of that green funnels down to towards the middle and you hit a good shot on the left side of that. And we watched it go towards the center of the green. You're about like, I don't know, like 20 feet to the pin. And uh, I hit the same shot, except I knew it was going to land further up. So I still play it to the left and it, it just felt that it was one of those shots that you hit good and you, it, you, it landed in a spot where you were happy with it, like really happy with it. And then it just continued to get better. And that doesn't happen all the time for myself. So uh, that was probably, that was probably my favorite shot. Um, I think also he, though, don't, don't understate that, that drive you hit to set yourself up. That is a tight driving hole. I hit iron off the tee and ended up in that right waist bunker. And I actually, mm -hmm. yeah, I hit a great shot out of there to get where I was because of the slope, but you hit, you threaded the needle on that drive. So that's, I thought that was one of your better shots. And that approach obviously just kept getting better as we're walking to the cart. Yeah. That one, that drive was, was interesting because you took the exact same line I was taking. You took it with the iron and it just got held up and uh, definitely a nice little fade around the dog leg, right? as tight as you can cut it uh definitely was happy with that drive too so just overall how i played that that hole that'll get you a skin um but yeah i wish the putter was better i put it like crap all day i think it was i was jittery and nervous so um i just could never get the lag down uh i hit good putts but they just they just wouldn't go in wouldn't go in putted so. much better on the back yeah i was I had 21 putts you, on the front and 17 on the back. So yeah, you, you grinded out that back. I mean, you, it, it looked a little bulky, but also some of those ones you let up on, cause I was already in for a score. And so true. I think you kind of lost some concentration, but you, you putted, uh, I think starting, starting on 10, that first lag putt from distance on that par five to set up. An easy oh, par was great. I was tell, uh, okay. That's my second best shot. Uh, that might be your shot of the day from, <laughs> we're going to put a plaque over by that bush to the right of, uh, Oh yeah, Randy. He filled me out. He filled me in on the bush shot. 
so for the guys who are listening here on hole 10, it's a par five. And uh, I usually do find the fairway on that, um, on that uh, fairway. And, but my second shot always goes to where the carts turn around um, to go to hole um, 11. And I did it again. I'm sitting there in the, I'm sitting there in the fairway and I fan one and it just, I hit it thin too. And it goes low and right. And it's over there in the cart path and it's in this bush and it's like a, a bush that's the size of like two basketballs uh, next to each other. Actually, actually ended up with a pretty darn good lie and uh, was able to hit it from that from the middle of that bush to to the green and two putt for there, two putt there for par. So yeah, that's a good point, Mikey. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna go put a plaque down next time we go. I'm there every time I play that <laughs> hole, every single time. Um, let's see what else we got. Anything else on the tournament play? I know Mooney, we're playing one next month at Wenty. The Wenty Vineyards. The course at Wenty Vineyards is how they is how they they call it there, um, and that'll be a scramble again. Yep, that'll be a true scramble. Catch me afterwards at the clubhouse. All the Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. No, you guys have a blast, man. Another scramble format. Good, good. Best of luck to you guys. Have again, yeah, have fun with it. Make a weekend out of it. We'll do our, um, and then you and you and I will figure out another one. They're opening up some more on. Yeah, they got the whole fall ones that they should be opening up, right? Right on the eleventh. Yeah, they, they on just July eleventh. They just sent well, I'm already committed to uh, since our very close dear friends uh, Kyle Terosian and Frank Puccia. I'm already committed to so many Bulldogs road games for the, uh, the fall. <laughs> I'll have to cross check my schedules, but the timeshare boys got me fucking signed up for every road game that Fresno State has to offer. Look, you and I, you and I can take that offline. <laughs> we can take that offline. I've been talking to Frank a lot. Uh, all right. Well, should we move on to some PGA talk? Mikey, do you want to stick around? Are you gonna take off? I'm gonna jump off, man. I haven't watched any PGA in a in a little bit because we've been doing that the u.s open took a lot out of me but yeah i appreciate you guys having me on and again we're good yeah it was painful time if you bet on sahito tagala this last week it was painful Uh, randy Randy was filling me in and i I was watching when i got home man no one no one hurt more than me for you that day we're rooting for you money thanks for thanks for jumping on mikey (laughs) we'll definitely have you on again i had a great time this weekend dude awesome times love you buddy Anytime. Love you guys. Good to see you. Love you, Mikey. See you Take care. Nice. All right, my man. Should we jump into a little bit of PGA talk? I'm not sure if we'll have enough time for course review today. Um, Let's PGA talk it. Let's all right. It. All right. So you had some action on Sahith Tagala going into this. Or uh, you, what, you live bet him, right? I live bet him on, on, uh, I bet him on Friday morning when I when, – when I was watching the first round, I was like, damn it, I should have first rounded him. He wasn't the first round leader, but yeah, well, I bet him Friday morning. Um, he went out Thursday morning, so I could see the the, uh, the low scores that guys were posting. And I knew he had an afternoon round. He looked comfortable, so I, I, I fired in on him at uh, plus 4,500. And then he had a great Saturday, and Xander struggled. Dude, that tournament was his. Um, that was just tough to watch, man. It was 
I was watching it on my phone as I was getting ready to go see Top Gun, which was probably the best thing that could have happened after you, you lose. But I, uh, I prematurely celebrated. I saw him make that birdie on 17, and I thought that was 18, and I was like, fuck yeah, leader in the clubhouse, right? Uh, I didn't realize he had another hole. And then I went into the movie theater, and I pulled my phone up, and I, I, it, was to, it was already to him and that terrible lie. Uh, and I, I just knew right away that I was like, dude, there's no way he's getting out of this fly. Um, painful. I feel bad for that dude because that was a tournament. That was all his to grab. Um, yeah. And as a rookie, it's it's such a, a life life changer if you can win that tournament. Um, and I really enjoyed like when he was out at, at Silverado and at AT&T had his whole family because he's a California guy. So his whole family was out there and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I've grown to like the dude as well. Um, God damn, that was tough. I don't know. Um, it looked like his caddy was not pleased that he hit driver. I don't know. It looked like him and his caddy weren't quite getting along too well towards the end of that, but. I completely respect his decision to hit driver. He he nailed driver there all day or, or the previous rounds. So it's just it just shows you how hard it is at times to win on the Well, he's screwed tour. right there, right? Too. So if he goes if he changes the club that he's been using all week and screws up, it's like, what are you doing? You're overthinking it, right? So I can yeah. Yeah. No, dude, it's not like he's he it's not like he pulled driver out and he'd made bogey there with driver every time he was par birdie par i think and you know trusted his cut he just hit it dead straight probably a little bit of uh juices flowing and and then that lie dude that lie was when i saw that lie i knew i knew i knew the bet was gone i knew there was no way you can get out of that and yeah i probably would have done what he did i probably would have tried to get that thing out of there went completely underneath it if you go lateral you probably can get get that thing out. Um, and then the bogey putt rimming out, too, was brutal. But Xander ended up birdieing the hole. So it all, uh, you know, kind of falls into play. But goddamn, that was tough as a, uh, a better on him. But also I was just pulling for him to win. Uh, and so that was that was brutal to watch. Painful. Painful. <laughs> yeah. And it, he, this is the second time he's been right there in contention on Sunday, too. So, I mean, should we add Sahith Tagala to, to the Matter of Time Club? I mean, he's a matter of time to get a win. To get a win. I don't win. think he's going to get, you know, I don't, I don't think he's in the major Matter of Time Club quite yet. Okay. Uh, so he's in the, ju- he the did, junior ma- what, Matter of Time Club. What did he do at the waste management, right? Because he had the waste management. And on 17, little, on 17, he, the, he went into the water, right? Yeah. It, so he had a hybrid um, in that drivable par four and just hit a beautiful shot. And so like you were talking about his, uh, his juices were flowing. Well, this was the first example of that because he had hit that same club three days before and he was landing on the green and he's up there uh, with the lead on Sunday and just absolutely nukes it. It's a really good shot, but it goes too far. And so um, that's, that's just a, a young, uh, inexper- some inexperience kicking in that you, you know, you got to maybe not try to crush it. I don't know what you do in that situation. You, you can't, you can't club down. You still got to go for it, but you just have to be aware, I guess, that your, that your adrenaline's flowing, right? Oh, dude, that was, that was tough. Three, three or four shots back. 
Xander's playing great. I knew Xander was going to play poorly on Sunday because he had just – every bounce was going his way uh, the first three rounds of the tournament, aside from playing great, right? Like, it's a four-round golf tournament. There's only a matter of time before some, some shit goes wrong for you, you know? Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, what a bummer. Uh, however, I mean – that's, that's how it goes. Uh, the mm-hmm. dude still got himself some cash, and uh, I'm sure he's going to. I'm. I would. I this tournament. I might. I might. I think a lot of people are fading him just after the emotional letdown. But there's nobody playing in this tournament this weekend, uh, the John Deere Classic. So I, I'm going to probably throw a little cash on him. Love it. Love it. Um, I mean, he he shot a 67 all things considered on Sunday. So not bad at all. Dude, he hit some incredible shots. He was blasting the driving iron too. That's where like the second guessers are like, oh, you should have just hit the driving iron, you know? But Yeah, yeah. No, you got to go with, you got to go with what's going good for you. And um, if you've been driving that hole three days prior to change it up, you're, you're opening yourself up to criticism if you fail. So I don't know. I don't know what the right way to, to handle that is, but it certainly feels like he did the right thing. It's just a bad. I mean, bad dude, if he thing. hits that, if he hits that drive and it goes into the bunker, a lit like you know, two feet or to, rolls to, to the, the center. Left. Yeah, yeah. Like it, you, we're, we're talking, talking a totally, totally you know, it's a standard bunker shot within a hundred yards. It's just <laughs> where that thing landed. Not, what are you going to do with that? Like, yeah. Um, anything else on the travelers? Uh, no, but I think that, you know, that's a good segue of talking painful golf. There was, there was painful moments in golf on Sunday. Um, prior, a couple hours prior to the Sahith Tagala issue was, uh, Lexi shoots out of her mind through like the first 15 holes. Oh, we've seen that before. And. God damn, she, she, I mean, the chip shots, the the chip shot she hit on, I think, 16 or 15 before she totally biffed that uh, short putt on 17 was, again, painful. Pain. Sunday was pain day. Bring the pain. Um, I, I... I couldn't believe that she missed that putt on 17, but I, at the same time, I also, I was, we were in the line for, we were waiting to get a car wash. And so I was watching it because uh, my girlfriend was getting her car wash and I was just passengering and I had it on my phone and I was like, look, it, I said, I said, she's going to miss this putt, this little, this little inside three foot par putt here. She's going to miss this putt and lose this tournament. I could tell by how she was lining that thing up. Dude, that putt was so bad. Uh, <laughs> it, it never stood a chance. She pulled it inside, right? Yeah. Uh, but just, like, never look comfortable over it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's got NG Reeling, who was leading the tournament all week. You knew she was kind of in for a bad day because everyone, you can't go out on that course and, and post consistently under par. It's just... She was putting out of her mind, so you knew the putts weren't going to keep dropping for her. Um, so that was, dude, it, that was tough. I feel bad for, uh, I feel bad for Lexi because I know it's not like a physical thing that's holding her back. To me, everything seems completely between her ears, and 
I feel like that's only going to, what happened this weekend is only going to make it worse. Yeah. I mean, she's, everybody's been watching her in every major since last year at the U S open, you know, she, she had the lead up until 11, you and I were like, okay, let's get a good spot, you know, to watch the trophy ceremony. By the time we get up the hill, she's already reeling. She's missing easy shots, mission putts and flubbing chip shots. Yeah. Chip shots. Man. And it sucks because you know that she has the talent. Um, but unfortunately for her, the, the, to, to win a championship, you have to be able to put the physical and the mental together. And I feel that she is lacking mentally to some, in some regard, because it doesn't reel its ugly head until the pressure's on. And when the pressure, and if you're infected by the pressure, it's not physical anymore. It's, yeah. it's in your head. And it's not yeah. easy either. I mean, no, and, and shout out to Inji Chun, who played great golf mm-hmm. for three days of that tournament. She played like shit on Sunday. She, she hit some good shots when it mattered, but uh, nothing taken away from her. She was uh, the first two days of that tournament. She was lights out. Um, but yeah, dude, it stinks. Like Lexi, she's so, you know, we've seen her firsthand on course at the U S open, how cool she is to all the little girls out there make those out of the way to give them, give them, give them balls, sign the balls and stuff. Um, and so you, you pull for her to do well, but oof, that's <laughs> there's, there's like we said, there's something mentally that, that, uh, she's got a, some demons she's got to get rid of on the, on the short game side of things. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, she's already, yeah, she's already a legend as it is. But at the same time, it's like, man, she's kind of thrown away some golden opportunities here to to really elevate her in terms of you know her career and how she's looked upon uh, amongst her peers. Um, unfortunate, and I would expect her to bounce back if this was the first time. But eventually, you, you got to be like, okay, well the pattern shows this is kind of who you are or what, you know, unless something changes. Yeah, I, I, I thought when I initially flipped it on, cause I think they moved the tea times up because it was so hot. So it was on really early out here in the West coast. I thought when I initially flipped it on, I was like, this is perfect. I was telling Alex, I was like, she needs to come from behind. Like this is perfect setup for her. She does. I'd rather her be three strokes behind on Sunday chasing someone down and three strokes ahead you know um and she ended up being ahead and then <laughs> losing it uh so tough one tough one yeah that's rough um and we're always wanting to we're always rooting for her we're, we like we like all the 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 ladies golfers for the u.s got some good ones um, what else you got for the LPGA? I mean, it's great, dude. I'm really loving that they're playing on these courses that have hosted, you know, men's events and just seeing the, that in the backdrop really, and, I, and I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully here, but it, it, uh, in a way validates the lady, the, the women's tour, you know, um, in a way that it's like, okay, they're not playing resort courses out here. They're playing difficult major championship courses out here. Ingie's Ingie's seven or eight under that she posted on the first day was incredible. On Thursday, no one look at the scores. No one was playing well on that that course. I mean, she just putted lights out, but 
Yeah, yeah dude, uh, I, I agree completely. I think it, it, it really showcases the ladies' game, shows their skill. Um, it's great to see them get some higher purses uh, as well. So it's um, I think the ladies' game is in a good place. All right. Should we move on? Anything else on LPGA? Yeah. Speaking of higher purses. <laughs> you want to touch on some just a little a little bit of live tour? Yeah, I I do. Um from we shouldn't be giving this attention to like holy shit, this is a legitimate contender to the PGA tour, or just something a little bit more interesting to talk about. What do you think? I think holy shit, this is a legitimate contender to the PGA tour because you just saw the PGA tour again change their rules because they know what did I say last week? I said they're gonna they're gonna have a real problem if they start coming after these corn fairy guys. Mm-hmm. PGA Tour totally revamped the whole Corn Ferry Tour this year, right? They've got they they've 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 changed every rule. What do they change, dude? The the Corn Ferry now, uh, with what happened this week, they they've eliminated the wraparound tour, the wraparound here, right? right? We've got the bigger purses. Corn Ferry, they're giving out I think double the cards. Q School's coming back for cards. The DPU World Tour Agreement has got 10 guys that can get into. I think the way that all works out is they can get into the Corn Ferry uh, Finals. But, like, dude, they've revamped everything. Um, they're, I think the PGA Tour is very scared. Yeah, they are. I, I think it couldn't work out worse this week for them. The John Deere is by far the worst field in, in probably that we'll see all summer. And uh, I'm excited to watch fucking Pat Perez and Brooks and these guys all tee it up at the Live Tour. And uh, it's gonna be West Coast too, so we're gonna be able to West see West Coast it in Portland, dude. It was interesting. I watched the full press conference today, and I think more guys are gonna go. Yeah, I, I just these guys seem Pat Perez. Uh, like who's typically, you know, he's like a pretty real guy. He's not going to bullshit you and give you fucking, you know, just job or answers. Right. They asked him what he liked about it. He was like, dude, this was great. He's like, I hung out with these three guys, these two guys talking about Reed and Kepka. He's like, I hung out with these two guys yesterday. We, we had a, we had cocktails. There's music on the driving range. I'm not fighting for a spot to get on the driving range. Brooks came on. He was like, dude, it's like I played a, a one and a half hour practice round, nine nine holes yesterday. It's like I don't have to fight to get onto a practice round and play. I never thought of this till I watched this this presser today. The 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 amount of people on a PGA course on the John Deere course on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, trying to play, you know, doing practice rounds that take fucking forever because you got your, your caddy dropping balls on the green, trying to figure out what it goes from this spot. That stuff just infuriates Kepka. He even, he was talking about, he was like, dude, I I played a, you know, one and a half to two hour practice round for nine holes versus three hours. And I, I just instantly thought of him like standing on a par three and waiting for some like dude that just came up from corn Ferry and his, Caddy's dropping like four balls, watching him roll, you know, and Kepka just sitting there like, dude, can I hit this five iron into this green or what? Like, what are we doing out here? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
bro. They, I mean, just they got Matt Wolf, Carlos Ortiz this week. They got one of the two players from Oklahoma State. So the young guys are coming. These guys that we don't know of, but they're 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 coming. Um, and I don't know. I think this tour. I think this is this week is going to be a pretty cool event. I I, I just got a hunch they're going to pull out all the stops and really try to like stick it to the tour. And I'm interested to see how it works out. Um, another thing I didn't think about too is how they're not competing on Sundays against you know major sporting events. Uh, yeah, football. Like football, you know, they have basketball or Sunday night baseball or, you know, things going on like that, which are, you know, bigger uh, attention grabbers. So they're finishing up on Saturdays, which is dope. Um, up until this point, I've talked to you about my where I think the tour should be hanging their hat, right, is where the best golfers in the world aren't playing on this tour, right? Well, I feel like the, the, the goalposts have moved since we first started talking about this subject, about the live tour. It was at first, it was like, okay, you know, um, you're the, the morality issue or whatever. And then they're still trying to bring that up. They're still trying to bring that up. Some, some of them are, uh, one, the other, the other is you're not playing on the tour that like, you know, the greats played on, which was, you know, Arnie, Jack, Tiger. And then the next thing was, okay, well, um, you're not playing against the, the best golfers in the world, which I think is the, the best and most valiant, uh, val- uh, uh, viable argument that there is against the live tour. However, with each person that defects and starts going to that tour, with each young guy that comes up and you know would have been playing in the, in the PGA tour who now can just go ahead and start playing, May, may I interject you on 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 touching back to something? Because mm-hmm. you just mentioned the young guys. Corn Ferry Tour is awarded an unprecedented thirty tour cards next year. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get the young guys up and on. The they have to tour. because they've just they've just lost fifty players that would play on their uh, on the PGA Tour. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, let's let's say maybe we'll call it thirty thirty guys. So they're going, they're going to lose more. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. So my whole point is anyway, back to my point. Now they're getting, they're acquiring all this talent. Uh, They're acquiring all this talent. They're going to get, they're starting to get these young guys straight out of college. They can skip the corn ferry tour. Um, It's almost like, you know, the live tour has their pick of the, of the litter. They're like, okay, who's going to come over and who's not. They don't have to, nobody's qualifying. No one's like, we're, you know, they're not going to get out. They're not the, no one has to qualify to get on there. They can have yeah. their pick. Um, and I, I completely agree with that. I'm really excited to see what happens, you know, after this week, because this is kind of their, their coming out party, so to speak, because they're, they're not competing against the fields. The field is completely in the live tours favor this week. I'm, in, I'm, I'm looking more interested. At the, I'm looking at the fields. I see two major winners in the PGA tour field. Webb Simpson, Jason Day, and then essentially a bunch of nobodies. And if I look at the field for Zach Johnson, isn't playing in his own tournament? Oh, well, he probably is. Three major winners then. But Zach Johnson and essentially a nobody. Um, <laughs> Ryder Cup captain. Shout out Team America. No, I don't think he's playing, bro. Okay. I think he's, I think he's Champions Tour now. Oh, no, here he is. 
Here he is at a plus 8,000 favorite. Yep. Um, but so there's three compared to you've got DJ, Sergio, Brooks, Phil, Phil, Charles Schwartzel, uh, Graham McDowell. I mean, you know, right there, they've doubled the, 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 yeah. the level of championships. They're major saying, championships. Early speculation right now, too, is uh, Cantley might be going, which I find hard to believe. But they're saying that he uh, – all signs are pointing to him, him joining that. And I think that would be – as close if, as you would get to like the young studs as you could. If Cantley goes, the PGA Tour has a major problem. Yeah, they the do. Won everything last year. Yeah, the former they FedEx have, Cup champion. <laughs> they have. He's the reigning FedEx Cup champion. Jim. Yeah, right. And, and, That's uh, they have a major problem if he goes over. Oh man, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you mentioned Matt Wolf. A lot of people were clowning on Matt Wolf for for joining because he's hit a slump recently and uh, basically saying that he's better off joining that tour or whatever. The dude's like 23, 24 years old. Yeah, that's a, that's a clown's way out. I mean, he, look at the guys that they got They're They're entertaining guys. You look, you watch guys like, like you like the, you like the Kepka, you like the Bryson dynamic. They got uh, two, they got, they've got tons of needle movers. Yeah, a ton of them. Exactly. Matt, Matt Wolf, people like to watch him swing the club. He's, he's unique. He's a unicorn out there. He's one of one. And people like to go watch that guy play. He's, he's another, exactly like you said, a needle mover. And the PGA Tour is losing a lot of those guys right now. So it's going to be interesting. Um, what else you got on Live Tour? I mean, that's going to segue me into... If Sahit Tagala would have won, I'd be the hottest golf gambler on the planet. But that's going to segue me, segue me into some live tour bets. So I'm betting live tour. Uh, God damn it! I just I went back to the shitty ass John Deere lineup first round. Um, we're definitely throwing some first round bombs out. Uh, but the live tour, uh, I'm going just. Um, just to win to to win the individual so i want odds to win the individual two bets two bets win the individual tournament i've got a newly defected my mexican brother in carlos ortiz plus 4500 and i've got the new bad boy of golf pat the mullet perez at plus 2500 to win that thing <laughs> Dude, oh, here we go. Live Golf. I, this is the first one I've seen it. So it's the Live Golf Invitational Portland. Um, oh, yeah. We got betting lines. We got betting lines. Let's see here. Oh, man. What a, we, we only got head-to-heads on my side over here. Oh, man. All right. Well, I, I got Pat Perez at plus 2,500 to win it. And I got Carlos Ortiz, Mexican brethren, at plus 4,500 to win it. Love it. Um, all right. I don't have any bets this week. I'm taking my, taking some time off. Um, I don't think we have enough time for some course reviews. You want to park that until next week? Uh, yeah, I haven't fully looked at the, um, John Deere, the John Deere, uh, lineups. I'll, I'll try to go home and post, uh, what bombs I'm going to drop. 
All right. I can tell you a couple that I like right off the bat. Uh, I like Nick Hardy to win and be first round leader. That's plus 5,500 to, to uh, be first round leader. Another first round leader I like is Doc Redman. Uh, and then the other guy I had circled is uh, Indian dude. What's his name? Not T- not Tagala. Uh, Lahiri, plus seven thousand. I'll post these. Nick Hardy's winning this tournament this week. I love it. Shitty John Deerfield. <laughs> um, excellent. Uh, should we finish up with some up and down here? Let's do it. All right, let's start with let's start with the downs. So I'll I'll start with the downs this time because I feel like I always make you start. Um, first first down is the uh, the scorer trying to pull the the time penalty on on me and my guy Mikey. That was some that was some bullshit. It uh, you, we kept telling you we kept telling you we were paired with two twenty handicappers. You can look at the scorecard and it tells you the story. And I felt like you felt the need to keep making us sit on edge. There was no need to do that. The first time that we told you that, hey, we the highest score we took all day was a seven, and these other fellas took, you know, nines six, seven, eight times. That should tell you the story right there. You should be punishing other two people. They're grown men. They paid for this tournament. I'm not going to tell them that they have to pick it up. And we asked you on hole 14 how our time was doing. And you told us just fine. So not cool. Not cool to make a sweat there right, right at the end uh, of a really fun day. Um, second is my putter on Sunday. I had the new grip going that I mentioned last week and the week before the new putter grip was really working on Saturday, playing at Pacific Grove shot 76 at Pacific Grove. I had six, one putts, six, one putts, Wait, what? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one putts. Um, I had one, one putt at Poppy. Huge difference there. Um, and then for my up, I'm going to go overall overall golf game. I played pretty damn well this weekend, dude. Got the driver going again, uh, hitting some good iron shots. Um, short game's looking good. The, the, the adoption of the 56 around the greens with the putter stroke has really, really helped. Uh, the 60 just goes in um, for full swings, essentially, yeah. or if I'm in a bunker or if I'm in some rough. Sand. Yep. Sand. Um, and then up, it's been a long six weeks or so here when the live tour stuff started picking up up, I'm going to say is the live tours lineup. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to watch that this weekend. If you like golf and you like the best golfers in the world, they're not going to be at the John Deere classic. They're going to be. Oh, hell yeah. Bro. We got Jesse James Decker. Shout out Eric Decker, uh, performing out there. Come on. Be what do you mean performing? There's like they have concerts going on while they're playing. Yeah, they do the same thing for the Fortnite, bro. Oh, let's go. Okay. Fucking same concerts. I know you are. I know the only reason you're volunteering for the Fortnite is to go see One Republic. Fuck that! It was Weezer, player. Come on, get out of here. Um, what do you got? What's your my downs. I've been on here for the last month. Um, not my beloved, but the Tampa Bay Lightning. God damn it, the three peat fell fell apart on Sunday against Denver. Though I thought you'd be a Denver Avalanche fan, dude. I, I'm a I'm, well, no, I'm the Sharks fan. Conferences, the Sharks. So I mean, I I, I root for the Abs. Um, a smart person would have uh, 
bet on the abs on Sunday instead of going back in all in on the lightning like I did. But uh, the down lightning could get it done. Um, but dude, it's impressive. Again, three straight Stanley Cups, two victories. Um, and really, aside from one 7 0 game where they got absolutely smoked in the Stanley Cup, they should have. Uh, the rest of the goals were one goal games. So they could have very easily been in there. Um, other things, uh, Tagala. The unfortunate golf is hard moments that my guy had to go through. Um, again, that was painful to watch. Even if I didn't bet on him, I, I, I like I like the guy. I root for him, so that was tough to see. Um, I'm sure he'll rebound. And then uh, let's do the ups. The ups. I too. I'm excited to see the live tour. I think it's going to be a cool event this weekend. Um, I'm interested to just kind of watch it and see with like the betting action that's out and stuff and just kind of what happens. Um, and then the other up I have is, um, I completely forgot it. So it's not that important. Oh, duh. Uh, our boy Mo getting married this weekend. Oh, I echo that. Celebrating, um, having a good old time. So it's going to be a, a fucking great weekend for us. What an asshole. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Exactly. Uh, congratulations, Mo, Alicia. Can't so wait. I'm the honey to your vinegar. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, man. I can't wait. Me, you, Mikey, you're going to be there too. It's going to be really fun. Um, can't wait to celebrate next week. Maybe we can finally get to these course reviews because we've got some really good ones. Um, anything else before we sign off? Nope. Well, uh, can't we do this again next week? I got no golf plan this weekend. Again, we're going to be celebrating a wedding. Um, maybe we can catch a twilight next week or something like that because we got to play. We got to play before you move. Before you're yes, no sir. longer a San Francisco resident, we can't do this in person anymore. It'll, it'll exclusively be over Zoom. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to do this again next week. Let's wrap this up. See you next week. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to recap the Live Tour's first U.S. tournament and a long overdue course review episode. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Teeson, and until next time, hit him straight.